0: The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5.
1: Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam.
0: Sound thinking. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up the fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a Streaming Freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of We be Geeks. It is the dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How you doing, Derek?
1: You think I'm melting. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so hot and muggy.
0: Y'all, rain. y'all are almost dealing with Florida weather.
1: Kind of, yeah. Uh, Especially the last couple of weeks, it's been rainy and hot and
0: muddy. Oh yeah, we, we've bleh. had rain. Uh, what was your high today?
1: Uh, 95.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Y'all may have been hotter than us. Today. Really? Yeah, we had rain here. Um, trying to double check our weather. Uh, today, the, our high was like 91. Hmm. Uh, and our high next week will be next Friday at 96. Oof. So uh, tomorrow is supposed to be 90, Sunday 94, Monday 94, Tuesday 95, Wednesday 93, Thursday mm. 94, Friday 96. I think we're only supposed to be in the 80s next week. Oh. High 80s. That's cooling down for you guys. Closer yeah. to where y'all should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Check out the homepage, webegeeks.net. We be Support our affiliates, such as uh, Red Flag Workshop. They are back open. Uh, use code smuggler3 for 25% off your purchase there on all types of great patches. So I have my Alderon National Park patch on my backpack. On uh, my convention bag that I take with me, messenger bags, the old uh, Think Geek um, convention bag of holding. Uh, I have my two Kashyyyk patches on there uh, the Kashyyyk National Park and Kashyyyk National Park Ranger, which is only fitting since usually at conventions I'm representing the three podcasts. So Kashyyyk, how can I not run, how can we not be a part of Wookie Radio and not have the Kashyyyk National Parks <laughs> represented, right? Indeed. Um, I have the Hoth ones, but they're so white, I don't want to get them dirty. <laughs> so I'm going to figure out some way of making a Velcro patch <laughs> so I can put them <laughs> on my desk somewhere. Just get a strip Velcro. And go, okay. Right of here. patch up. Um, and then uh, the indoor patch, which I may swap out later, but I really like the older uh, on patch on my back. Okay. Good um, so yeah, <laughs> interesting things happening in this household as well. <clears throat> I was just shown, you, you know, the nice wire loops that go on dog collars for your dog tags. <clears throat> this is the one uh, rebel peeled off a uh, Rocky's collar. <clears throat> so yeah. Yeah. So, um, Biddy Boomers, use code BBGeeks for 15% off all your Bluetooth needs. They can make great speakers for your devices. For your laptops, if your desktop has Bluetooth capabilities, hook it up to your desktop. And the cool thing with the desktop is you could just keep it plugged into a USB port so it constantly stays charged. And as long as you're sending signal to it, it'll keep receiving. But the moment you stop and it's not receiving signal, any type of signal to it, it will go into sleep mode and shut off. So if you're playing a game and whatnot, run a game through it. Some great options. Uh, and then also heroes and villains use code we geeks for 10% off there. And at Rebel Sabres, use code Wookiee for 10% off all your saber needs. Um want to email us? Email us at we be at gmail.com and uh hit us up on uh on all social media at we geeks. We look forward to hearing from you guys. Anything I'm missing? Not that I'm aware of. Um Let's start off some collectible news. Mm. Uh these couple of stories are coming from comical.com. DC multiverse gold level 89 Batmobile and Swamp Thing Mega Fig exclusives are hitting Amazon.
1: Very cool. Uh hey.
0: yeah, McFarlane, you're you're killing me on this. This would be the Batmobile I would want to get. <laughs> I'm afraid to know how much it is.
1: I believe, well, I don't know how much it is with the figure two pack, but I believe by itself it was 150, I think, Uh, if I remember correctly.
0: uh, Apparently pre-order sold out. Yes. It's temporarily out of stock. So no way of knowing how much it was. But they'll probably have more at some point. Yeah. Uh. Bandai, their DC Comics 89 Batmobile is 53 bucks. They have one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not the same size, I'm sure, but... Probably not,
1: but still. I, I have, I, over here to my left, I have a couple of the uh, Hot Wheels and Jada Toys ones.
0: I, I have somewhere, it's probably a box in the garage, the original die-cast mini-car of the Batmobile. And one of the original figures. Mm-hmm. I had the uh, belt that uh, was the grappling hook, and it kept the belt spool inside the body so it would repel up the belt. <coughs> I had it set where uh, it would it would keep the tension so I could have him like hanging off at time off my, my desk at work, at school, <coughs> in college. Um, but no, this thing looks awesome. It's a seven-inch Michael Keaton, Batman figure, and Batmobile with canopy that slides open Just like in the movie.
1: The Batmobile is 23 inches, almost two feet. Yeah.
0: That is cool. That's the other problem. Where would I put this thing? I know. I would would love it so much, though. Because to me, if it's not the 66 Batman, it's the 89 Batman or the two Batmobiles I love the most. I mean, the Tumblr was cool, but...
1: Yeah, I think those are my two favorites as well.
0: Yeah. And the nice thing was, the '89 Batmobile did not change much for uh, Batman Returns.
1: Oh, look at this! You like this one? Let's see if I can get it. It is the Hot Wheels version of the armored Batmobile.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's from that's from uh, Batman Returns. Yep, which, which that was always an option on the original Batmobile. From 89 it's just we never we never saw it used until right and returns but i mean it's essentially it was the same car slight tweaks it wasn't until batman forever and then batman and robin did the batmobiles change mm-hmm. like, why couldn't you have just kept the original car and just keep building yeah. onto it because it was real cheesy having the the really huge wings that bounced as it went down the road <laughs> yeah um and to me, this seemed like it was more of a Batmobile than the Tumblr. But, I mean, the Tumblr made sense for the Christopher Nolan, Christian Bell, Batman. Yeah, it did. Of, oh, we have weapons. I have a weapons company. Let's figure out what I could repurpose out of it. Cool. But I, me personally was kind of hoping, oh, we're going to actually build you know that's why i liked about the 89 batman and the and uh 66 batman At Mo- batmobile was taking a a stock car of some sort and building it into mm. the mastermind machine that it is instead of just oh we're gonna, we're gonna tweak a few things
1: yeah i mean they could have at least put a bat on the tumblr
0: something <laughs> yeah um the uh the Robert Pattinson Batmobile I was like, no,
1: mm-hmm. I didn't like it at first, but I don't know. It kind of grew on me.
0: It, it was to me. It just it, it wasn't Batmobile. We know it's just, oh, it's a super duper hot rod car.
1: Yeah. But if you consider he's still kind of starting out. So it's kind of like, you know, my first Batmobile kind of deal. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> I, so like, he, I like that. He, he he needs, needs the Sony logo on it. Sony is my first Batman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> first Batmobile. Yeah. So, you know, you can
0: always add to it, spruce it up a little. Yeah. Um, the mega figure uh, Swamp Thing is a Glow in the Dark edition. Cool. That's a wicked cool. 50 Mm-hmm. But. Uh, uh, if Batman's seven inches, this is going to be in that same scale, which is going to make this eight or nine inches for the same scaling. Yeah. And, uh, looks amazing.
1: It does It yes.
0: This is one of the nicer swamp thing figures that I've seen.
1: Yeah. It's pretty so, sweet.
0: Uh, in other McFarlane toy news, they recently opened up pre-orders for the seven inch scale multiverse Superman. Hmm. from the hush arc and a tim drake robin from robin reborn uh superman is twenty dollars and tim drake robin is twenty dollars seven inches mcfarlane does great detailing yeah dc is not a a cheap license no and they're able to put out a twenty dollar figure
1: yeah a really good twenty dollar figure
0: Hmm. Hasbro. Take a note here. I know, right? If Black Series was back around 20 bucks, I would consider it again. Mm. Really, really going heavier in the collection. Right. But, no. Um, Apparently, the Star Wars animatronic Lola droid is 75% off. That is pretty cool. And it may be a today only thing as we're recording. So hopefully not. Or maybe today only as of the uh, day of the article. No, it's $25. I'm looking at it right now. 72% off. $25 for it. That is a
1: heck of a bargain there.
0: Yeah. I might actually get that. I I don't tell Zoe. (laughs) Or we'll end up getting it. In some way or manner. I would love to get one. I really would. The Mm. electronic one is supposed to be super nice. Uh, And then we got Prime Day coming up this week. Uh, Yes. And uh, here are the membership. Oh, Save 30% off on select Lego sets, building toys from Magna Tiles and Squishmallow products. Um going through this list to see. Okay, I know I, I'm covering all toys. I'm gonna to cover some electronics as well. Uh Save up to 75% off on select Amazon devices, including uh 43-inch Fire TV Omni Series, uh, TV, the Fire Stick, Echo Show, Ring Indoor Cam, Ring Battery Doorbell Plus, Pioneer and TCL Smart TVs with Fire TV built in, Kindle Scribe, and all the new Fire Max 11 tablets. Not bad. Mm. Uh, save up to 50% on select Sony headphone speakers and home audio. Save up to 50% on select dolls and accessories from Barbie. Hey, we got Barbie collectors out there. Plus, the Barbie movies coming out?
1: It sure is. Uh,
0: save up to 40% on select Bose headphone speakers and sound bars. Mm. Okay. Um, I already mentioned the Lego. Uh... From Mattel, their sneak peeks, 30% off select Fisher-Price toys, including Fisher-Price Power Wheels, Game Day Jeep Wrangler, (laughs) Barbecue Fun Jeep Wrangler, Laugh and Learn Smart, Learning Home, Power Wheels, Thomas and Friends Ride on Train with Thomas with Track, Barbie Little Dreamhouse by Little People, um, Hot Wheels Action Crisscross Crash, and Total Turbo Takeover. That's 40% off Hot Wheels toys and select toys. Uh, 40% off select Jurassic World toys, including Jurassic World Dominion, Uncaged, Ultimate, Pyro Raptor. 30% off select tail dolls, including the Disney Princess 12-pack. Wow. 12-pack, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, believe me. When Zoe was in her doll phase. Yeah, I we did a uh, Tinkerbell Fairy like multi-pack from Target. I oh, think yeah. I think we also did a... A princess doll pack of princesses that she didn't have. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the main stuff. I'm I'm sure there's going to be some stuff from Hasbro there as well, but it's not announced. Yeah. So um, we both have watched Indiana Jones and the Isle of Destiny. Mm-hmm. I want to say we both did enjoy it.
1: Yeah, it, it was good. It It wasn't amazing, but it was good.
0: It definitely felt more um, adventure-style movie than B-movie, like Crystal Skull was, which I think is one of the big things that's been off-putting to a lot of people about Crystal Skull is way too much camp, way too much Mm B-movie vibe, that they went too far with the B-movie vibe. I think so, yeah. Which I respect that opinion. Uh, To me, I still enjoyed it. Because I knew it was a 50s, 60s B movie vibe, or 50s B movie vibe.
1: I should really watch it again. I haven't watched it since I saw it in the theater.
0: I mean, taking. I mean, especially since you guys have have watched a lot of B movies. Go, <laughs> <don't> in, <laughs> go into it um, this time of knowing that it's supposed to be an homage to, to B movies. See if that changes. I'm not expecting you to like it better. I, I'm curious to know if it if it changes your mind slightly. <laughs> of maybe understanding the film I'm not saying you have to like it but understand it understand where it's come from uh, we'll see that, that's that's the only thing I kind of push now with that film is I just want people to understand take a look at it and realize did it do everything a 50s B movie did would have done yeah still doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to like it it's just did they pull it? were they successful in pulling that off I think they were but maybe. I but I agree with a lot of people. 50s B movie was not ideal for Indiana Jones, so I do I do agree with that. I don't think I realized I I've always agreed with that. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was not the adventure flick that we typically know for mm. Indiana Jones. And there were some great adventure films in the 50s that they could have modeled after instead of the B movies. I think the B movie was just too easy of a target. Mm. Uh, and that was, and I think that should have been the precursor of um uh, taking a a character like Indiana Jones, making it almost too campy, and it not working. Then if it's not going to work there, it's not going to work with Han Solo. <laughs> so why were you going to allow Solo to initially be a campy film? I mm,
1: know,
0: yeah, right? So um, just real quick, how would you rank? I, I'm just going to put it out there. Two through five, because I'm, I'm going to assume, even for you, because it is for me, Raiders is still number one. Yeah. So, two through five, how would you rank the films?
1: Um, I would go two would be Last Crusade, uh, three would be Temple of Doom. Four would be this new one and five would be
0: Crystal Skull. I I actually agree. Hmm. I, I I would do the same thing. Now timeline order. <laughs> if we went by timeline, it would go uh Temple of Doom, right. Raiders, uh Crusade, Skull, and uh the new one. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why, but I always thought uh Raiders took place in the forties. It thirty six. 36 38 Mm. it's like a year or two after temple of doom in the timeline interesting yeah and then uh even crystal or even last crusade was still pre-world war ii Mm, right which okay even make makes even more sense on why it's an homage to the old adventure movie serials Mm. because that was all in the 30s it's just because of i I was thinking oh it's the 40s because mo because everything i remember reading about uh hitler and the the mystic arts and all that he i thought he really didn't get into a lot of that until until the you know 40s Uh, i'm not sure i knew he was into it but um going back it it was actually earlier that he he had always been fascinated by it Mm. so it's just you know go back and I almost wanted in the monument then, even though that was more based on a factual events, I almost wanted to see someone in the background that looked like Indiana Jones walking as an extra in the background of that film. <laughs> but I also kind of almost wanted uh, with with some of the stuff we had in Dial of Destiny, I would have almost loved to have had a brief nod to the monument. Then, you know? But it, again, Dial of Destiny, even the the early sequence still takes place before uh, uh right at the right at the start of the of the war yeah is that as part of the part of the plot line so i think now we're finally hitting the 40s with that so um game rant and we could see if we could try to answer these questions ourselves amongst the two of us uh six lingering questions we have after the end of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Dust
1: yeah, I looked through this, and uh, these aren't really questions for me, mostly. <laughs> so, uh,
0: will Indy return? I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, he 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 has said this was it.
1: Yeah, and I believe that was uh, the official word. Is this is it?
0: Uh, even though they are saying um, Indy grabs his hat before the credits, as to say, "I'll be back." Yeah, but if he comes back, it, it's a cameo. Right. And um, I don't know if I'd want that. The only The only thing we don't know, we're, we're still going to go based on the assumption, Mutt never married or didn't have a significant in children. That's
1: another thing I didn't like about Crystal Skull. Mutt. I did not care for him, for the character. I didn't care for Shia LaBeouf playing him.
0: I, I think the character would have been better if it wasn't for, if it wasn't, if it was someone other than Shia LaBeouf. Possibly. So um, now there's been talk of a spinoff series for Disney plus. Okay, cool. Um, But if there's going to be a Indiana Jones or someone to carry on the name, I, I wouldn't mind the twist of, well, before Mutt went off to war, he hooked up with someone, got her pregnant. There's a kid and this is his grandchild, which had been talked about as a possibility of a reboot was the grandchild mm. of Indiana Jones taking over. All right, And carrying on her grandfather's name. Um, number five, is Mutt really dead? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they, they quite, said <laughs> <laughs> quite a few times they said he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing they didn't say is the body, that they buried the body when the body came home. Right. It's just... <laughs>
1: I think uh, you guys are the only ones who have that question. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think anybody else really cares.
0: uh, Where is the Lance of Laginas? Same thing. I don't think anybody else really cares. No. So the question to me, the the real question would be, was the Lance ever real to begin with? Was it one of those? It was a myth. And that's why there was a reptile. Um,
1: like uh, here it says
0: the movie seems like it is hinting that
1: this will be the next adventure for Indy. No, it didn't No, that's Or, kind of or a whoever stretch. leaves a possible six. Yeah. That's kind of a stretch to pull that out
0: to see it. Maybe used if Helena gets a spinoff series for Disney plus then. Yeah, maybe she could go after it. Cause that's what she, that's what Indy and her dad were after before the dial came out. Mm. Um. Will the next movie feature the moon? There Again. is no new movie. Why are you
1: assuming there's going to be a next movie? It, it, it's they've really got some high hopes that
0: this Harrison is... Harrison has been coming out saying this is my last film. Yes. We talked about it before we recorded Wookie radio this week. It felt weird because it's only five films. Right. And that that's not a typical Lucasfilm mo. Yeah, and I think that's why people are going after. You know, worse. You know, there's going to be a sixth film. Mm. No, if it if there is, I think it's going to be one of those. We're going to see Harrison briefly, and it's going to be a relative taking over. Yeah, at the most, Harrison's yeah. going to be in it just maybe in the first few minutes, and maybe there as a phone call going, "I got this problem." <laughs>
1: But I don't. I don't know if I don't even know if I'd want that. I don't know if anybody else would either.
0: If you want, carry it on with a new actor to take it into, bring it forward from seventies to now. Okay, let it be a new actor, but let it be a relative. I mean, there was talk of it being a a a granddaughter. Right. Okay. Cool. I'm okay with that. It worked with Laura Croft. I, I think we're at that stage where we can. Ha- I mean, it did kind of work with romancing the stone. Yeah. I'm cool with that. You know, she continues her grandfather's name of Indy, Indiana Jones, then great. I'm cool with that. But I would want to see Harrison briefly in the beginning. Right. Handing yeah. the reins over. Yeah. Going, this is your journey now. And the whole thing with the moon. Uh, we got the moon in this one. It was the astronauts coming home in the ticker tape parade. Yeah. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. That's the moon. Yeah, I
1: don't want to see Indiana Jones go to the moon. <laughs> there's there's one thing that um, on Keepers of the Fringe, my co-host Chris and I always say is, is, um, you know, like a movie franchise is run out of ideas when they go to space. And there's so many. There's so many examples of it. It's just like you go to space, and that's it. It's yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: Indiana Jones has gone to space. It's called Star Wars. <laughs> sure. It's called Blade Runner. Mm. <laughs> Where else do we go? Not <laughs> yeah, really. So, uh, why didn't Indy destroy the Antikythera?
1: Okay, that that is a question I had. Okay. I mean, you know, it's it's he knew it was dangerous. I don't know, was he hoping that he would maybe be able to find the the other piece of it and go travel through time someday, maybe? But he does find the other piece. Yes, he does, but is that is that what he was always hoping for, which is why he never destroyed it?
0: I don't know. Could be. Yeah, it could be. Or I as mean, he always says, it belongs in a museum. Yeah. But it then, never went to a museum. Exactly. It went so, to his archives. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know.
1: But I guess if I were saying, if I were just to think of it, I guess he would be, he might be too afraid to put it in a museum because of what it is. Yeah. That it could fall into the wrong hands. Somebody could steal it or whatever. And, I guess he didn't destroy it because he thought he might be able to hopefully use it someday. There was probably a little part of him that always
0: hoped. Or or, or he knew the Gates family was out there. <laughs> and they would go after it. Sure. <laughs> see what I did there? Yes. yes,
1: I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: are there more time riffs? I, there assume, are. Yeah, of I, there I are. assume
1: there are. Why wouldn't there be?
0: Obviously, if they went through a time the wrong time rift, right, based on the original calculations and coordinates of modern time, well, it goes back to uh, National Treasure, even. Oh, what time is it on the clock, right? Yeah, but you gotta remember at the time, the clock they didn't have daylight savings at that time, and the clocks actually
1: that's why, um, they say if you were to if you were to ever travel back in time, you would have to take into account that the earth is not in the same position now as it was, you know, whenever you travel back to so
0: well, and, and there there's even signs that the galaxy's not in the same position. Oh exactly. Yeah. The stars themselves aren't I mean, they 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 highlighted that in uh, in Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh, the stars aren't right. Well, let me take you back to when stars did look like this in the sky here. Right. So, um, I guess before we get into it, overall, what did you think of the film?
1: Um, overall, um, uh, it was it was decent. It was you know I enjoyed it. It wasn't it wasn't the best. Um, As I said, it was the fourth best. <laughs>
0: well, um, <laughs> well this, is, this is a chance for us to use that rating system that uh, I don't remember whose system it was, but it was the
1: oh yeah
0: minus three to positive three with zero being
1: average. I kind of put it at a zero. I think it was kind of average. Yeah. Um, it was a little a little boring at times, and I don't know that. I have mixed feelings about Phoebe Waller Bridges character and I don't know but of course you know it's always great to see Indy again and knowing that this was the last time
0: um, uh, I give it a low plus one okay so, so I'm the same concerned you did um, I w- was questioning why wasn't this Brody's daughter instead of a new character that we mm, have right, seen before right Brody's daughter would have made more sense mm-hmm yeah, I don't know why they did that, but um I mean this one worked because I, I understand the actor's still alive. Yeah. Yeah, the actor who portrayed the father is currently alive. Right. So that it was easy to go and do some deep fake younger looks with him and then have him look how he is now. How
1: did you um how did you feel about all that?
0: The de aging
1: wasn't bad. No. It worked, it, but it, it was, it was
0: clean. Yeah. But I'm, um, I always worked, had, we're the, also talking to Harrison. Right. Uh, I they always didn't have, they didn't have to DH much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always have the same issues with all, you know, with the aging and everything. It's like, it's cool and all, but it's also a little scary.
0: Yeah. Well, figure with this, I only had DH 20 years. At
1: True. Host. But I mean, you know, the implications of it and everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, um, it wasn't bad.
1: It, I will say it took me, it took me a full minute or so to realize that um Antonio Banderas was there. Yeah. Who he was when I saw his character, it took me. And also I was like, Oh, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> I'm like, wait, it's Banderas. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Then he, then, they show him again. I'm like, that's Banderas. And then about two, three minutes later, Melissa leans over to me and goes, is "That Antonio Banderas?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, it is." Loved his character.
1: Yes, yeah, I did too. I Loved his lot.
0: character. Yeah. Tell you some. Tell you someone who I was upset not to see. Shock, shock, Lindsay. <laughs> short round would have been fun too. Mm, yeah.
1: There, there was, you know, there was hope on the internet. Oh, maybe we'll see short round,
0: but. Unfortunately, no,, yeah, but Jacques would have been fun to see, yeah, yeah, unless or or at least a reference of well, you know when they went down to Florida of mm. you know, referencing maybe stopping by Jacques' place
1: by the way, um kind of a little crossover, um, you do realize you do know who the actor who played um the her father. You know who that was, right? Not off the top of my head. He was also um, in a little uh, movie called Captain America, the First Avenger. Uh,
0: so he, uh, um, I want to say Zemo. It's not Zemo. Nope, nope.
1: You're close. I know what you're thinking. I know you I know you're thinking of the I think you're thinking of the right character, you just don't remember the name I offhand. Can't,
0: I, I can't think of the name.
1: Arnim Zola. That's right. That's right. So yes.
0: I wanna say, isn't he also in uh Harry Potter films? Uh
1: yeah, I think he is, actually. Uh the actor's name is Toby Jones. And let's see.
0: um uh, we both going. Okay, where, where, where? Uh-huh. Found him. Uh, he was in the Hunger Games. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah,
1: he was in Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom.
0: I have to watch that. That's the second one, right? Yeah, second. Yeah. one I don't watch. I don't remember a lot of it. I know uh-huh. I enjoyed it, but I don't remember a lot of it. How sad is that? Um, it was voice of the librarian in Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, right? He was the voice of Al in Christopher Robin. Huh. Okay. Uh, he was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He was in Agent Carter as solo
1: Yeah. Um, yes, he, he was in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows.
0: Uh, he was in Muppets Most Wanted.
1: He did the voice of Dobby, the elf. Was he? Yeah. But I could have sworn he was also another that character. Was, that was...
0: Okay. Okay maybe it was him i saw in an inter- interview where he talked about uh the voice for dobby came from uh a trip on the elevator mm. uh he was in w it's called oh. like, uh, that, I can see that, that was a, that was a fun film i actually enjoyed yeah, that, that movie. i never saw that w it, it's interesting because you you see where george w is uh they they make it seem like he he's um, even as president and growing up dealing with the uh, criticism of his dad that he he may not have ever been good mm. because he was considered the dumb. One. <laughs> well, the dumb one. If he was the dumb one, he was the first one to become president of the kids.
1: Yeah, really.
0: So, um, okay, so yeah, he was the voice of of Dobby because uh, he's also in the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, I'm trying to see what other films he was in. He was the Royal Page and Ever After, Cinderella Story. Hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Now we need to get him into a Star Wars franchise. Yeah, really? Uh, if we had him in a Star Wars franchise, what type of role would we want him in?
1: Either some type of alien or. Some kind of mid-level imperial
0: type. I was thinking either a smuggler, old, old smuggler type guy, mm-hmm. or you said alien. I would love to see him as a voice of an itharian. <laughs> I, I'm on an itharian kick. I really am. I <laughs> but I could see I could see Toby Jones as an ithari. You know, doing the the voiceover, with the translator on the itharian. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be cool. So, um. Instead of us recap, you know, just doing our own recap, I figured we could, we could, uh, I found an article that has 31 Easter eggs. I figured this would help us trigger some great moments that we enjoyed from them. And we just tangent from there. That work? Sure. Okay. Uh, 31. Uh, This is from uh, Screen Rant. Uh, 31. Dial Destiny's title and credit fonts match past indie movies. I
1: don't. No, if I necessarily call that an Easter egg, it's it's an indie movie.
0: <laughs> I don't think it was an exact match though either. No, because I don't remember the original ones being outlined the way Raiders was in this one. Yeah, I don't either. So, um, I mean, I enjoyed the. I mean, outside of the, the stroking or the outline of the the font for the for the larger line. Um, every time credit popped up, mm. being slightly distracting, um, I, I could see where it was close. I, I could see where it's close, it, it, it wasn't too off putting for me. No, just me. just yeah. the like they're showing, okay. Well, I guess they are showing this from the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I don't remember this, but even now, I'm looking at that going, okay, this is a little off putting. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you win. I was wrong, but it, it's it's off putting. Uh, the Lance of Luginus, another religious artifact in Indiana Jones. So I guess this really does exist. Yeah. Or it's. it's or supposedly legend. let in the legend with the grail. Right. Um, supposedly a blade was recovered from the Nuremberg Fortress on the day Hitler took his own life. Or hmm. was suspected to have taken his own life. I say that because if you go back to hunting Hitler on the History Channel, uh, they follow the the myth and tells of Hitler actually survived and ended up in South America. Hmm. Interesting. I would say if you hadn't seen that show, it ran three seasons. Hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's worth it. It's worth hmm. really checking out. I'm like because it, it does make you think. It really does. And, and just some of the other stuff that pops up into the history that was not known that they did in mm. locations that people didn't realize existed. Like, like supposedly there was a German air base, uh, either in Sweden or Norway, along with the sub pin in the same area. <laughs> so, I mean, how cool was that? <laughs> you know? um, Indiana Jones 5 includes meta MCU hydro hydro cameos. <laughs> well, we mentioned one with. Toby Jones is Zola. Mm -hmm. Um, Thomas Kretschmann plays Colonel Weber, who was put in charge of the blunder train full of treasures. Um, He played Baron Wolfgang von Strucker in the MCU. I did not even realize that. Did not catch it. So I'm, um, so I love this question. One has to wonder if during filming, When Jones and Cretchman were around, did they say Hell Hydra to each other? (laughs) (laughs) That that would have been funny. At least once. (laughs) Yeah, that that would have been funny. It would have been funnier if it if it somehow worked its way on screen.
1: Oh yeah, that would have been awesome.
0: Especially uh Um when Cretchman is interrogating Jones about no things word. before taking the phone call i would mm-hmm. love to i would I even love the the snide comment well it could be raining it could be hailing hydras <laughs> i would have i would have oh i would jumped yeah uh, <laughs> missed opportunity um indy uses classic nazi disguise trick from raiders and last crusade well of course the, yeah yeah <laughs> Even my watch was appreciative of it. Um, (laughs) You know, of course the beginning, no, is the world war two flashback or pre world war two. Of course he was going to use it. It was was a trick that worked for him before it's going to work for him again. Mm -hmm. So, um, the Wilhelm scream at the beginning of Indiana Jones five. Yes, I did hear that. Uh, happens when he throws one of the Nazi soldiers off the side of the train. (laughs) Uh, That was 26. Marion's divorce papers and pictures. Now, this brought up a question, too. Mm -hmm. Was Marion divorcing him in all reality? You know, especially with how the ending plays out? Or or was Indy divorcing her because he couldn't handle Mud's death?
1: That is an interesting question. <clears throat> I had the feeling to me was that she was divorcing him. But now that you mentioned that, I don't know, maybe.
0: I, I know her name was mentioned first. I didn't catch to see if she was. But I, I I don't know if on the paperwork for divorces goes on. I'm not getting divorced anytime soon. <laughs> I don't know whose name goes first.
1: I don't know, but it, it seems like it was her because he was, you know, kind of the That's lonely Grumpy old
0: man and the That's the way he played off. But I, I had heard the question I've I've heard the theory and the questions. Is it actually are they separated? He's initially filed papers and that's as far as it's gone. It, that's it's why they that he was wanting to divorce her again because he's the one who feels guilty over Mutt's death because he tried to stop him going in into into the service.
1: I suppose it's possible, but I don't know, it still feels to me like she's divorcing him.
0: It, it could be um number 5 there's quite a few Archimedes devices from history besides the antikythera uh we see the iron claw hmm. uh the heat ray yes which i know that has been i think they said it was plausible on mythbusters but mythbusters did a, an episode about it
1: yeah i don't remember if they said what they said
0: i don't remember either that would be a fun episode to watch again. Yeah, but I mean, it's based on on I mean, supposedly it worked back in the day. Mm. Again, the Earth was in a different position around the sun. <laughs> Maybe it was able to be more. Plus, two the materials and were a lot different. Yeah, like in the mirrors. Um, Jürgen Waller or Jürgen Jürgen Waller in Operation Paperclip.
1: Yeah, I kind of like how they did that. Like it was in there and it was a thing but they didn't really make like a huge deal of it
0: yep uh, and of course Operation Paperclip is where the Nazi scientists were recruited to help with the lunar missions yes and he he was a professor at the University of Alabama I was waiting for him to say roll tide <laughs> um, I don't think he really cares about that <laughs> no uh, but it also was revealed that Voller had a direct hand in building the V2 rocket yes um, the cool part when they're in the hotel room and the um, kitchen staff worker brings up the room service <laughs> food, mm-hmm. I actually know that actor. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he was. He played uh, Mufasa on Lion King on Broadway, mm. um, and was also the year that uh, Candlelight came back to Epcot after pandemic. Mm. When we brought it back, he was one of our narrators. Mm. So. Yeah, cool. glad to see him in the film.
1: That was a very good scene.
0: Yeah, I I had a double take for a second. I'm like, he looks familiar. Then I heard the voice. I'm like, oh, that's Alton. <laughs> that's Alton. Okay. Um, Helen Shaw and her obsessed father mirrors the Holy Grail.
1: I can see that. Yep. Uh,
0: and it's the and it's the same way as Joan Senior and Junior obsessed yep. over the Holy Grail. hmm Which, if you carry. If you carry over Helena Shaw into continuing these type of adventure films, i I don't see how you could call her Indiana Jones mm. but it would be interesting to see her character get her own spin off of films, yeah, to carry this type of tradition.
1: Um, one interesting thing is um, the actress who plays her Phoebe Waller Bridge is actually doing. A Tomb Raider series for Amazon. Okay, and scratch so, that. Then <laughs> we'll kind of get a taste of it.
0: Yeah, Helena Shaw changes her name to Laura Croft.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Twenty-two. She had it in her hand. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, okay. It is like the whole thing with I had it, Marcus. It was in my hand. <laughs> Um, talking about the Fertility Idol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it was cool seeing some, some of that. Yeah. Um, of course, we already talked about it. Uh, this is 1968, and this is happening. July of 68, we have Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins cameos. Yes. Yeah. So I I don't remember if that was actual stock footage of the parade that they used for that. I for thought was, but I don't
1: know for sure. If
0: they did, it was cool because it, it could have been done because it was it had been done with uh, Forrest Gump, so it right. could easily be made over. Uh, the re- number twenty, the reveal of Mutt's fate. So yeah. Um, she doesn't want to talk to me. Talking about Marion. Uh, kind of almost not nod to Carrie Fisher mm. with, with them talking about, uh, the same thing with, uh, Han and Leia. I, I, I didn't catch that initially not until me not either. Until yeah. So, okay, cool. They went deep on that one. Uh, the line we heard many times, it belongs in a museum at 18. <laughs> uh, Teddy is Helena's short round yeah. and perfect debut. Or, or Ethan is a door as Teddy. This is why I would almost I would I would like to see a spinoff series. Or I don't want to say a continuation unless unless Harrison does cameos off and on throughout the films. Yeah, you know, just oh, I'm reprising. Or you're stopping by my office. Well, let me give you a little tidbits on this. Or you're stopping by the house. Let me give you a little tidbits on this. Mm. Cool, I could deal with that. But I. I wouldn't mind seeing Helena Shaw and Teddy continue on, especially since they're they're hitting more of the black market vibe as well. And that maybe she's going through as a instead of a treasure hunter, more of a treasure rescuer from the black market. Yeah, and giving her her own, building a new franchise around her. Mm. I th- I think that could work possibly. Um, Helena calls Indy Jonesy, <laughs> which goes back to. Uh, um, kingdom on the crystal skull when, uh, Oh, what's his name? McHale, the spy friend. Yeah. Uh, keeps calling him Jonesy. Um, number 15, this, I loved the reverse of the swordman scene. Swordman gets up there. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, the cockiness of the sword. He pulls out the gun and shoots him. Uh, so instead in Indy 5, what do we get? Indy tries to be intimidating by cracking his whip. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. tables are turned on him, and there's all these guns pointing at him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, 14. Following the car chase in Morocco, we see Indy as for his watch back. Oh, yeah. And we come in, and it's a watch that belonged to his dad, mm-hmm. which I'm glad that was in there as a nod to Sean Connery. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Thirteen. How could you not have this? And I, and I was glad it was updated with a Pan Am airplane,
1: mm, yeah. the classic
0: plane, boat, tra- train travel sequences on the maps. Yeah, that was cool. That that was that was awesome. Mm. Um, the dates. What dates? <laughs> As opposed to India almost eating a poison date, they're talking about dates from. Mm-hmm. From the other, again, another great nod to uh, the Raiders with Solo, And it was so good seeing Sala in the, in the film. I liked his game, especially with, with his kids. Yeah. He's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Number 11. Again, this also mirrors Han Solo from Force Awakens. Not so much what you believe oh, yeah. you know, with the whole line about magic. Mm-hmm so um number 10 eels replace indiana jones fear of snakes <laughs> all they are is water snakes what's
1: well, funny because the kid says they look like snakes, and he goes, no they don't
0: <laughs> yeah uh number nine indy references the blood of kali and voodoo from temple of doom mm-hmm. yeah i i i was that was pretty cool yeah that one was that was one that um i i caught real quick mm-hmm. it's like okay yeah that was an easy one Yeah. Um, Number eight, men like us. Voller compares himself to Indy, like a uh, Bellog did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh number seven, let's kill Hitler trope reversal. Um instead of uh Oh, right, yeah. Instead of the rest of the world wanting to kill Hitler, it's Voller wants to kill Hitler.
1: Yeah, which is, that was a um I like that. That was a good take on it.
0: And basically saying, hey, I want to go back and and correct. Having lived through it, knowing this exists, I want to correct what the mistake we had that way, and then I will become ruler. Right. So, um, this one, I, th- I missed this one. I heard it, but I wasn't quite sure. And this is giving me the confirmation: the Millennium Falcon sound effect. Uh, as Voller and Indy enter the time f- fissure, the Nazi plane they're on stalls out with an engine failure. As a result, a, closet, a classic stock sound from Lucasfilm is heard. I completely missed that. Most famously used in Star Wars with the Millennium Falcons failing hyperdrive. It has also been heard in past Indiana Jones films as well. Now I'm curious. <laughs> But I thought I did recognize it slightly when the (laughs) engines were going down that I'm like, okay, I think that's the Falcon. (laughs) But now this verifies that. Yeah, my theory, my my thoughts were right. Uh, Sala's story referenced Nazi plane in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. So um, Sala sings Gilbert and Sullivan (laughs) with our Raiders reference is number four. And then the reversal, another reversal from Raiders. Where does oh, that yeah. hurt? <laughs> that I liked. Yeah, that was Look good. But Karen out, Alan, mm-hmm. able to do that. Um, number two, Lucasfilm classic Iris out transition and dial of destiny. It was seen most recently in the ending of Mandalorian season three. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then the number one Easter egg, Indiana Jones grabs his hat. Of course. So, um, so, yeah, trying to I had another story about Easter eggs, but it, it's more videos. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Mm. Final thoughts? Um, Are there any other stories that we missed that should be covered? Actually,
1: I have two quick stories. Okay, cool. Um, first of all, Pluto TV has started up a Godzilla channel really yes 24/7 of Godzilla movies uh the Godzilla series and a few other toho things as well.
0: I want to say they have an ultraman channel as well they might um,
1: so yeah if you wanna you want Godzilla fix in check out Pluro TV they have a whole channel which cool. is pretty cool and the other story I have is that uh DC, has actually finally picked their new actor to play Superman and Lois Lane for the DC Universe movies, the James Gunn stuff.
0: Interesting.
1: Yes, and um, the actor playing Superman is going to be David Corin Uh who I'm not really familiar with. I looked at his stuff, and I didn't. I haven't seen anything he's in. Um, I know he was like in the 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 horror movie Pearl last year and everything, but I didn't see that. Um, so I'm not really familiar with him, but he does. He kind of looks like a, a younger Henry Cavill, so could be good. Although I still say I would love to have seen Henry Cavill still play Superman in just a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the actress playing. The nude Lois Lane is going to be Rachel Brosnahan. Um, who, if uh, there's a series called, um, um, the, the marvelous Miss Maisel,
0: yes,
1: yes, uh, the title character, Miss Maisel, that's who she plays. Oh, okay, so she's going to be playing Lois
0: Lane. It's not a bad choice,
1: yeah, I kind of like that one.
0: Melissa watches. I, I've watched part of it. I haven't watched the final season.
1: I, I've, my wife watches it. I've watched some of it.
0: I've watched some of it with her, but I haven't watched the final season. Yeah. Um, it's an enjoyable show. Yeah.
1: And I, I think she's really good in it, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really like that that choice. Good call. And I think, actually, I'm kind of... Um, the The actor playing Superman, I kind of like that he's not somebody i'm really familiar with so you know they can get like a lesser known actor
0: hey i worked with christopher reeve
1: yes exactly and i think that's a good way to go so could be interesting and they'll be debuting in the movie superman legacy
0: oh cool so very yeah. cool speaking of superman and cable um zach snyder was that rebel moon is coming of his
1: oh yes right
0: I, I'm intrigued to see it, but I'm a little off-put by everyone going, it's just a Star Wars rip-off. Yeah. Like, all right. But I'm curious to see it, because it's sci-fi. I am, too. It. This is one of the few projects of Snyder's that I'm actually kind of excited to see. Mm-hmm. Even if it's him ripping off Star Wars, well, Star Wars in many ways, was a rip off of Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon and Kurosawa films and other stuff. So,
1: yes, the only thing is um, it's Zack Snyder. So, yeah, it could really go either way.
0: I mean, even *Battlestar Galactica* had a lot of *Star Wars* vibe to it. Sure, yeah, with the with the mythology and whatnot. And right. There's been a lot of a lot of movies that way because there. Were, I mean, Lucas did a great job with *Star Wars*. Right. *Star Wars* one the one the best mediocre films ever made. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And and we love it. <laughs> yep. So, um, but yeah. I, I I know it's awful for me to be saying it, but I'm kind of excited to see the Zack Snyder Rebel Moon.
1: I don't know if I'm excited exactly, but I'm very interested.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll change excitement to interested. Very, very interested. Mm-hmm. Maybe on the edge of excitement. There you go. <laughs> so maybe I'm putting more hope into this film of Zack Snyder than I should be. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not. Michael Bay. Yeah. And on that note. (laughs) So, um, the bad crowd we've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weebie Geeks
1: production.